0: Just go to ramp.com slash easy, ramp.com slash easy, ramp.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com.
2: That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 10 minutes in. It's
3: 3 two, nine. I'm sipping
1: back on a deacon. I don't give a
3: damn. Ten- I will say, at games, I've never heard Ike yell at players, but I have heard you yell. <laughs> no, that's not my role. See, I, that, 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 that's not my role. Like I
4: said, there's different roles for everything. Players, refs.
1: Anything to shake this moment. My, my, my team's got me drinking.
5: Back at it again with another shade of blue. Cody and Thad here from The Journal. Really trying to make that happen as we as we move to our, our new brand of the KC Soccer Journal. Maybe our guests can help me make that happen. The journal is joined by two guys. These two guys, just look at their faces, Thad. It makes me so happy. Two guys that connote. Uh, happier days of skc lore very good to have you here we're joined by benny fellhaber and aiko para head coach and assistant coach respectively of sporting kc2 and because you guys are here and making me happy can we just i just want to start us off in a happier place first of all welcome uh but can you get us going give us give the fans something to smile about uh happier times give us a memory of your sporting KC career. Let us reminisce
2: for a second to the happier days. We just need to turn on the mic before you guys get on with us. Just leave it in the office then. <laughs> We're literally talking about some of the old time years as Peter yeah, likes to put it, the glory days.
5: Yeah, standing next near you guys at training for two minutes is like the best soccer content in the country that is out there. If
2: only people could hear all of that. I will say that more often than not, though, we talk about like the negatives. I was just telling Ike how there was one preseason that I came in and I and Ike's doing some training session. And I was like, dude, you look like you had like eight legs flailing all out like (laughs) an octopus trying to control ball. I think it was after one of the long uh, injury stints that he had and he was trying to get back into form. And I was like, Wobbly legs. I, I, I'm hoping we get the real Ike back soon.
5: <laughs> okay, well, that was uh, also another negative, but good. It
3: made us all
5: <laughs> smile about the good old days. So,
3: <laughs> one of the questions uh, we keep getting asked when we, we said we were going to talk to you was when are you going to add Sal Zizo to the coaching staff? When? When is it happening? <laughs> Didn't he just ask the other day? <laughs> How many times have you guys been asked that question? Wait, wait, what'd you say there, Ike? I said, I think he
4: just asked the other day, to be honest.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh.
4: Uh, that,
2: and our, and our, our remark back was, do you work for free? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even that's, know a, that's a
3: question we have to ask
2: a lot. So good. That's good. Uh, Sal's it, living a good. Uh, what's that?
3: Is it a league minimum contract for a coach or something?
2: <laughs> oh no, it's, it's, it's way below that. <laughs> um, But no, Sal's, Sal's doing well. He's got the color commentary for the loyal. He's, I'm sure he's selling some houses oh, out there and, in, in uh, and, um, uh, oh my gosh, I forgot. San Diego. no, but where's the actual place that he, Oh, uh, I don't even know. Chula Vista. Chula Vista. Oh, wow. selling Good real estate here. game Chula out Vista. there. Yeah. Living the dream with his four kids, three daughters. He's got a
3: full house, a lot to deal with over there. If he's selling real estate there, he's probably making more than all of us combined then. I don't know about all that but maybe
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: okay, well we'll take that as a as a tease that uh the door is not entirely shut on on the sbi podcast so uh yeah cody bradley here from the journal i'll direct this one towards benny a third of the way into the second season uh into the into the benny and ike era how, how have you settled in how are you feeling about this new role how are things
2: going this year yeah i mean i i love my job um it's it's been a lot of fun getting into coaching. Uh my, you know, I got my feet wet what was in 2020 with UCLA was the first opportunity that I had. And then obviously got to come back to Kansas City uh beginning of 2021 and have have had several different roles within the organization over the last uh you know, two and a half years or so. But uh being able to, you know, be the the coach of the second team has been everything that I'd hoped for in terms of um, you know the ability to learn and grow and become a better coach but also have a, a real function in how we develop players for the for the first team and and this second year has been night and day compared to the first in the sense that i mean we we had a lot of homework to do in the off season we were able to scout some some really uh, exciting players guys that we, Obviously, have done well for us on the second team, but guys that we have high expectations for, and in, in, in at some point becoming a first team player. Uh, and so, yeah, it's been it's been uh, a one hundred and eighty from from year one. That's for
3: sure. I know I've asked Benny this question probably once already in preseason or during the season. But uh, Ike, is there <laughs> any players that you see as a uh, potential first team guys? Yeah, I think we actually have a, a handful that
4: I think you know, depending on. You know their own trajectory and you know their own internal drive you know and yeah some things have to fall away right it's never just always you play well and you automatically guarantee the first team spot right you have to have the spot open up or you know timing of you know uh, a position on the first team has to arrive on top of you know playing well and you know potential um there are a handful of guys uh that I think have shown that they can that they can make a leap if they keep that trajectory um now do you want individual guys or is that just yes,
5: that's what we're looking for <laughs> okay. just like, you know, name, name names name no. names name
4: names well i think every the guys i'm going to say are they're at different stages in their in their journey like lucas rosa right. i think is has has quality to be a first team guy without a doubt um and you know the defensive aspect of things he's been much better than we expected and, and you know get need to get all the details but you know he's a guy that's obviously a little bit further ahead than a. um you know who's who's a younger guy that might might be showing something. Well, I don't want to go. I don't want to say this guy's name. He's too young for me, but I think it's <laughs> potential. Um, you know, it's also trying to balance out. You know, making sure guys are on the in the right headspace. Like Seba Cruz is obviously a little bit more mature as well. Uh, Ethan Bryant, we all know, is you now like his fifth year as professional. He's still pretty young, and he's shown really well uh, even when he got the uh, you know the Open Cup experience last game. Um, Mo, I think is has a high ceiling very high ceiling left footed center back just you know reading the game which is improving i think that's the biggest thing for him but the athleticism piece there is 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 off the charts with some technical ability so uh, those are a few off the top of my head um and i'm sure i'm missing one or two more
3: i I feel pretty good because those are all guys that i would have been on my list but not that i really have any knowledge so (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah don't sell yourself short that you're everywhere so i'm pretty (laughs) sure you have some knowledge i'd hope anyways
4: yeah, There's your expertise right there.
3: I can find my map to the, get to mm-hmm. this training site. That's that's my <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: High hopes for Linus as well. I mean, we have high hopes for a lot of guys, to be honest. I mean, truly, we do. Powell's coming to his own in this short amount of time, and can he be consistent with that? We'll see, but yeah, I can go down a list of guys for sure.
5: I have a lot of questions about you know, <clears throat> coaching style and the philosophy and all that, but I think the thing to talk about first is the dynamic that I'm really interested in of you guys, of of what it means coaching a second team as an arm of the first team. You know, Mark DeSantos came here and had success, and I think he left because maybe he didn't have enough control over things like that because this team is developing for the first team and a set system already. So I'm just interested in, in, you know, that dynamic and what you guys think of that, how that's different from maybe if you were coaching a a normal team.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I think that, you look at the, the people that have coached the second team, there's been four head coaches, right? And I, I genuinely do believe that the people that care for the organization are gonna do a better job. And because and, and the reason why I say that, and obviously Naga was here for four years, the other two, um, Mark and, and Nikla was here for only a year, because there are challenges, right? You're, you're not just running a single entity team where you can decide everything that you wanna do, play every player that you wanna play, the tactics everything it's not like that right and so um it's for a greater cause you're trying to promote players yes you're trying to win in the name of the team as well so it's not like trust me i am me and i are both extremely competitive and we want to win every single week and when we don't we suffer just like we did when we were players but there's that greater thought process of okay well which guys do we see making that jump which guys do we need to lean on which guys do we need to give more minutes to um, is it moments where sometimes you got to give experience to younger guys, because even though they're not as good of, you know, of, of, a, of, a player today as somebody that maybe will help you win the game. Okay. You give them some minutes, you give them some experience and they can, you know, continue to develop. And maybe in, in a year or 18 months, they become that player that you're hoping for the first team. And so, um, I do think that you have to put your ego aside to some extent and be able to do things that are better for the for the good of the club. And I think that people that have been in here, obviously me and Ike had long tenures here with the first team, Naga did as well. And I think there's a reason why, you know, he stuck, you know, he was here for four seasons before he had an opportunity to be an MLS coach and why we, you know, feel comfortable in this role for, for a long period of time. And so um, within that, I think that there's the, the obvious things that that are different from running, you know, the first team is that you're playing within the system of the first team. You're trying to as much as possible uh, get players to understand what it would be like if they were to get called up for the first team. And case in point, Ethan Bryant, Seba Cruz, Mo Abulnati all played in the state in the state cup, in the Open Cup game uh, a few weeks back. Um, two of them, you know, are are on the roster for the, the the game tonight, and so hopefully that they can take what they've learned here within our system, you know, with, within the, the team system with the second team, and be able to apply that with the with the first team. You know, seamlessly, and so there's things like that that obviously make a big difference. And and you work on on certain, um, I'd say, more specific tactics that are pos- position specific with some of those guys. And I think the one place where you can kind of add your own understanding of the game and flair, so to speak, are in those individual positions and uh, specific moments in games where you can try and create you know, man advantage, advantages, runners in the box, the kind of balls that you want to see, the kind of passes, the kind of movements, the way you want to build out of the back. Because the reality is that the players that you have on the second team aren't the same as the players that you have on the first team. And Peter would tell you the same thing. If he doesn't have a Johnny Russell as a right winger, and he has a guy that's right footed, that isn't going to cut inside. You're going to have to play a little bit differently, right? You're not going to be able to just, give him the ball try and cut inside maybe have an overlap whatever it is there's little differences depending on what kind of players you have and so um that's where i think the uh you know our own ideas come into play and we try and and help guys see the games in in different ways that will still help them out whether they're playing on our second team on our first team or really anywhere else in the world
5: i listened to your guys talk with the mls crew last year and you were talking about uh licenses and getting your license You mentioned you were in the middle of the A license. Did that, are you guys all licensed up as you, as you properly should be these days?
2: Uh, I'm, I've got my A license and, and this guy said he loved his B license course.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's completed my B.
5: Okay. That's good. That's good enough, right?
4: Well, I mean, you know, uh, I have
5: no idea what they mean anyway. So, yeah, yeah. it works for me.
4: (laughs) We'll see with the A. We'll see. Uh,
5: So, you guys are obviously a, a great pair. Podcast playing together all of those days, but I want to get into it here a little bit. You guys have you're learning on the fly of this new career together. You face some challenges. I want to know a time where you guys disagreed about
2: something. Whew, that happens a lot. <laughs>
4: well, I think I think one of my roles, honestly, and it's worked out well is to play devil's advocate. You know, okay. obviously, there's some decisions that I'm on board with, and at the end of the day, I'm always gonna be on board with what decisions made. But there's some decisions that i'm on board with from the very from the very beginning but i always try to bring a different picture into a discussion or into a decision uh whether it be personnel or exercise or whatever the case just because at the end of the day i think it's valuable to you know potentially look at it from a different angle maybe you know benny recognizes he can't think of everything uh at one time and so it, it always lends itself to a viable discussion and um, i think it's worked out really well to be honest
2: yeah I mean just to go one more on that I I mean there's a reason why I wanted Ike and I obviously called him as soon as I got the job and I told him look you're you're taking the job I basically (laughs) forced him to and I mean the reality is you want someone that you can trust and can tell you when they disagree and when you're wrong because at that point it all it does is it generates conversation right and it and it allows you to think of things that maybe you didn't think of um and and you get to maybe a conclusion that neither of you would have gotten to if it was just one or the other. Um, I think there's some of the very simplistic parts of it where I, I have more of the ideas of, you know, attacking and how to create goal scoring opportunities and whatnot. And Ike obviously has more of the ideas of how to defend and, and, and be a unit and n- not allow goal scoring opportunities for the opponents. But I do think that we mesh really well in terms of just first is the respect of uh, us both knowing the game at a high level and and knowing that neither one of us is going to have all the right answers every single time, but the the conversations that happen based on disagreements have always been really really good. So that's that's one thing that I really cherish about what we have together.
3: Which of you two is the more uh, strict or tougher coach, and would the players agree with that? <laughs> that was
4: that you was, get was my finger. I'm pointing to him.
3: Uh, Do you guys have a have like a good cop bad cop thing going
5: on here? Yeah,
4: I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I guess we gotta maybe. Yeah, it just depends on situation. Situations I can be, and at the end of the day, he's got he's got this, the 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 reins of when he needs to really tighten it up. But uh, it would just all depend on what situation um, you know is the the disciplinarian, I guess. But you know, for me, I <laughs> I, I I always try to be a voice of the players and bridge the gap between a head coach and 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 whatnot, just because I think that's also important for a player to, uh, you know, have a relationship with this coach in different ways. And again, when it, when it, when it comes down to it, and if there needs to be some, uh, some strict uh, conversation, I'm, I, I don't hesitate to 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 chime in and, and, and sort things out. Yeah. I, I've, I've always said, I think I'm nicer to our
2: players than I am to my own kids. You know, I'm strict with my own kids because I, I genuinely have the thought of, I think it's important for, players to have a relationship obviously with the assistant coach but with the head coach as well and have an understanding that he wants the same things as the players want right and so to me i I knew going into it that the part of the tactical understanding of the game i I felt like i always had that i mean i i thought about it constantly as a player and i didn't i didn't worry about that part in terms of as a coach being able to see certain things in the games and, and make decisions accordingly um, and get those ideas across to players. What I always was curious was how my person, my my uh, relationships and how my personality would be with, with a lot of those players. Would it be where guys would want to play for me? Or would it be where it's more like a dic- dictatorship where I'm telling people what to do and they're doing it? And so I was always curious at how people would take me. Um, I'm obviously serious, but I'm also obviously you guys know this, that I, I crack jokes all the time, but I've never met anyone that wants to win more than me, right? Yeah, maybe at the same level, but never more than me, right? And so that to me was always the question mark whether that'll come over too aggressively or, or whatnot. And so I, I have, I think I've improved in that in that sense of being able to balance the, um, hopefully players enjoy playing for me and and want to go out in the field and perform not only for me but what for our whole team and what we build, but at the same time um, understand that. It's a, it's a strict line, right? You get, you got to do your job if you want to play. And if you're not doing your job, then you're not going
4: to play.
3: I will say at Mm -hmm. games, I've never heard Ike yell at players, but I have heard you yell. No, that's not my role. See,
4: that's that's not my role. Like I said, there's different roles for everything. Players, refs. But that's the thing about the second team as well, right? Like it's different than the first team. So this is like an an advantage of being in the second team is everyone at the end of the day doesn't want to spend their whole career at the second team. So everyone wants the same thing, right? It's not like, you know, the first team you've got to balance some egos or people want to be famous or make money or make all sorts of work. Like there's so many things you have to balance at the first team level where at this level, it's like you truly want to learn, grow and move on. That's it. And if you can't do one of those three things, you, you know, you, you're to the side and it's not that it's not that difficult. Right. It's one year contracts typically like it's it's simpler in certain certain degrees. So that's why I think the environment we have here is has been has been really good, even last year. But uh, our record wasn't maybe as good as we wanted it to be.
5: We know Benny's not afraid to yell at referees. We've known that for a long time now.
4: Man, I've been trying to tone it down, Cody. I really
2: have, but the <laughs> the game, the game uh, against Houston, that one was tough for me.
3: Yeah, I, I think I saw uh, a little bit of yelling from outside because I I didn't actually make it inside. I was standing at the fence watching the end, the second half of that game, and you heard him from beyond the stadium. You're saying <laughs> it's not that big of a stadium. <laughs> I was uh, outside the fence behind the end line on the one side when they called the penalty there, so because you mentioned this earlier benny uh but how how involved are you in the
5: scouting and and signings and and all of that like i know that there's a whole department for all of that and and you're just the coach but you know how often how how included
2: are you into that process i was i was central to everything that we tried to do in in the second team this year i mean obviously and it wasn't I, i say that by including me Ike, Jacob Peterson, who's one of our head domestic scouts. Friend of the pod. Obviously, our technical director. Um, I mean, guys that also scouted uh, the academy, or sorry, the academy, the uh, the college players and and Josh Duffy. Um, So, look, there was like six or seven people that really did a lot of scouting. Um, But I would say that I wanted to be part of it, right? Because, like I said, I'm competitive, and last year our team wasn't good enough. And so I wanted to make sure that the guys that we brought in were good enough so that essentially our jobs as coaches would be a little bit easier this year. Because last year it was very difficult to, you know, even feel the competitive team at times. Um, we, we we just weren't very good. Our, our talent wasn't very good. Um, and and put that obviously with the our inexperience as coaches. And like you said, learning on the fly, it just didn't mix very well. So this year was, um, we started working you know, very early in the off season. And I think we did a really good job of of bringing quality players. Um, And yeah, I think that that's, that's the beauty with our organization as a whole, right? Sporting where I'm the head coach, Ike's the assistant coach, and we're doing three or four other jobs. And, and and that goes, that goes for everybody in this, in this organization, all the way up to Peter, which, I mean, you guys can imagine how many things that he does uh, more so than just being the head coach and the, and the sporting director so um yeah it's it's a lot of work but it's it's what we we, we want to do it right we want to learn and we want to get better and we want to get experience, and obviously we want to have the results on the field so we were we were both integral parts of the uh the scouting part in the offseason
3: yeah like you mentioned last year the two team was uh not not doing too great in the performance this year it's been much better um, but looking at the first team it's been a little dismal again this year uh-oh is there is there anything you can say that you could, you know, point to or give Peter advice or, you know, give fans hope cool. that it's going to be a lot better or said, I'm probably not giving know. Peter advice. He's <laughs> he's the, the one people.
2: giving me advice if anything, but I give um, that the tough question there. But yeah, just what, you
5: know, we we're Oh, well, look, I think
2: What's that? Just that yeah, we, we just wanted
5: to hear your thoughts on the on the current state of the team.
2: Look, I think that in MLS, this is inevitable to happen at times. It really is. And I, and I think that the one thing that I'll say is In my career peter is one of the top two coaches that i've ever had i always talk about peter and bob those are the two guys that got the best out of me um peter is a guy that um like no one else has ever before in mls he's been able to get the best out of a group of players um and and so we all have faith not only in him but the team and the players that we have um and look i think it's one of those where how do we get out of a rut right and and hopefully that game against seattle is is something that we can build on um and and obviously open cup has always been an opportunity for us to kind of get back into that um confidence level let's say where where the guys are playing at a higher level than they have been because look we had you know a guy like eric tommy is a perfect example he came in last year and he was lights out last season and in the beginning of this season it's been a little bit hit or miss and so um if if everybody starts playing a little bit better and and guys get their confidence i think that this team can can look like a completely different team from the first 10 games of the year and that's and i think we all have faith that you know peter's at the helm for that reason and he can do that job
5: we won't hark on that one too much there uh i am curious as though the you know you guys having done the podcast before there's something of a trend in professional sports right now where players at professional athletes are kind of taking the power back a little bit, you know, the NBA, the players, Benny, I know you're an NBA guy. There's a lot of the players like kind of throwing their weight around over coaches and ownership and things like that. Uh, players are doing podcasts to control the narrative and, you know, not be at the mercy of, of the media like us. So, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, what you guys, what, what you think of that, Benny, I know you have, you have things that you want to say out there and, uh, I, I you know the dynamic with the media and the controlling the narrative so just curious as to what you think of this trend
2: I, i'll let you touch on it the only thing i was going to say is i i can't believe the the path that we opened for all these professional yeah. athletes everywhere <laughs> yeah. after yes. bsi
4: broke the doors on everything you did absolutely I, I wonder in like 15 years when it's still out there if people are going to look back and be like oh what is this <laughs> like I, I think i think Will yeah. be one of those like indie movies that come back 20
2: <laughs> years later and then yeah. become the hit that it always was supposed to be
4: yeah before our time but no i think it's important yeah, to a certain extent like taking the power back and the narrative and you know the media will never understand and why would they ever understand everything that happens in the locker room honestly it's just so you having to make you know hopefully educated guesses where I, I know some just you know spew things for whether it be agenda or or rape. but like so you'll never have the full details when you come to the conclusion of anything. Uh, whereas, you know, we are in it, we understand it, we go through it. And so it's like, no, nah, I'm tired of being, you know, I can't explicitly see what, but like tired of being uh, looked down upon or like being incorrectly portrayed. So uh, I'm going to say what's really happening in my perspective. And, and, and really at the end of the day, whether it be shut up people or just like, no, this is what it really is. Um, my only thing with the, with the podcast and, and all those things is, Right. Whatever sport you play in, that's your A. Right, that's that's what you do. That's why you got there. So I don't care if it's podcasting or fashion or anything else. You know, when those become now your A, B, C, and your place begins to suffer, that's the challenge in that world. Which is, you know, at the end of the day, you got to being whatever athlete you did by being disciplined and all those things, and have some talent and work. Like when and when all that starts to subside because of all the other things in your life. That you know aren't family related, um, you know that's when it becomes a balance of you know how how often are you doing it or where you're where you're putting it out. So that's the only thing from from my end on it. But hey, if you can handle both, no problem. Like,
2: yeah, I mean I think the reality is that fans love it, right? Fans like watching it and and seeing people a little bit more open, um, and and being able to you know describe themselves a little bit better than the media maybe portrays them you guys were and, always
5: going to get a better answer out of a player than if that or I were going to ask them.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what we got with, that's what we got with BSI, right? I mean, Carlos Vela came on and, and finally described exactly what he went through in terms of with the Mexican national team and, and why and he decided to not play in a world cup. And I, and I honestly feel like he had never said that before in any medium, whether it be with American or Mexican media. So, it, it's 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 cool. I you know it's 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 good to see um, and, and people are, you know, doing it and, and, and fans are enjoying it. I think the reality is no matter what you do, though, as a celebrity these days, if, if people know you, if you are semi famous in any way, they're going to be haters and they're going to be lovers. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't matter what you do. You can explain yourself for, for a million years. Your haters are still probably going to be your haters. For whatever reason, because of one thing that you did ten years ago, when you're at Rio Tinto Stadium, I was
4: just like gonna say, oh, Lake, I was just gonna say, <laughs> yeah, like so, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Yeah,
5: the an, another example of that on the on the show was I always think of when you guys interviewed Amobi akugo and he was just very open about his opinion of Peter Vermees. I was just thinking about that about that. I can't remember.
4: Today. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. I
5: mean, it he didn't about, have a good up. experience
3: here, yeah. so. Yeah, uh,
5: it, he was talking about how players were, like, afraid to tell him they were injured or afraid to get injured. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, yeah, I guess I'm just interested in that dynamic because if Shallowy and Russell started doing
2: a podcast together, it would entirely put us out of business. <laughs> I don't think that's – I don't think anybody – unless they put subtitles, you're probably okay. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, understanding Johnny is a little difficult at the best of times. where where i'm going with this line of questioning
5: is i know you guys have things you want to say you've kind of teased maybe the potential the podcast is not entirely dead but the people want to hear from you so are we doing this are you guys coming back a a monthly show a weekly show start off harder did sal
2: Sal tweet you (laughs) sal's been asking for us to come back to life for a while and here's the, here's the reality right here's the reality when we did it we were all unemployed. At least I was. Were you? No, <laughs> oh, I was unemployed. <laughs> Once you're employed and you everything you say now bounces back you to your employed. Empo-
4: 19 though, we did 19.
2: Do we? Yeah, uh, I-, I was about to retire. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally
5: 19,
4: out. Yeah, I don't know.
2: but yeah. So, anyways, I think that the reality is for me, one time you don't have as much time, and we actually put a lot of effort into like preparing things and knowing about. Who we were going to interview and what questions and obviously this guy trying to stump him with all what was the name of the thing? <laughs> Plead the fifth. Yeah, the interrogation. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I mean there was a lot of you know research that went into it. I mean you guys probably know yourselves. And so uh I don't have time for that side for that stuff. And yeah, there's things we're that you here won't for. be able to
5: You've got your production crew right here. You guys just show up once a week. We do this thing. I like it. Oh, once a f- week's
2: way too much. That's, that, you're <laughs> sounding like Sal more and more.
5: You see what I'm saying? You start off strong. Okay, we'll negotiate it down. Yeah. We'll settle on if, it. If
3: more. we add Sal to this, this group, we, we can get you in, right? <laughs> you're less likely to get us, I think. <laughs>
5: okay, well, Sal's out. Screw <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much for joining. Appreciate the time. We'll talk to you in four weeks again. No, we'll talk to you guys. Talk to you guys I'm
2: next sure. week. Right? I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going to see Thad sooner than four weeks from now.
3: <laughs> Probably training. I don't know about
2: you, Cody, but Thad, I'll, I'm sure I'll see like tomorrow over here at Swope.
3: Yes, potentially, but uh, I, I, I will not be at the game this weekend.
2: Wow, what do you got going on this weekend, Thad?
3: Recurrent uh, would be playing at the same time, and it would also be Mother's Day. It's a treasure. It
2: I know for for Mother's Day, my wife's just going to bring all three kids and have one hell of a time at lawrence at ku rock chalk park
5: it's a trek man i heard you giving peter crap for uh you were like why don't you, you you know you could come
2: out sometime and watch <laughs> yeah, i don't know where you heard that from
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: cody you're just trying to lay landmines down right now what's yeah. going on a
1: all
2: little right. bit at the end
4: well, no, last day Thanks, Cody. <laughs> all
5: right well uh thank you very much guys
3: we'll uh we'll talk to you soon
2: hey why why did you guys change from uh the blue testament to the journal why is the, the name change
3: uh long story short is uh SB Nation fired all of us
2: but you can't keep the same name
3: we could but there was a long long discussion in our Slack channel about keeping the same name or changing it were you a fan of, of TBT oh yeah um,
2: I, I, I get news over there all the time
3: but uh a I, lot I of us like
2: what's that throwback a lot 30? of us
3: liked the name of the Blue Testament and keeping it uh, <laughs> but some didn't it wasn't my favorite the journal <laughs> Help, hey, help the haters us, and lovers
4: stat, the haters and the lovers, right there.
3: Well, it, when it was internal, though, I didn't want to have. We, there was never going to be one, one answer that everybody right. was going to like. Uh, well, either
2: whatever. way, the the content itself is still very good. I mean, honestly, I, you the fact that you guys keep track of every player that's ever played and where they're playing and minutes, and all that's insanity. That.
5: <laughs> that is Mike Kuhn. We yeah. cannot take credit for yeah, that. Mike I, is an insane person. All credit insane, to Mike.
3: <laughs> he is uh he is the resident historian for soccer in kansas city uh at at sporting on the nwsl the indoor uh players who grew up in kansas city area and now play elsewhere it's insane and it is. literally like anytime i got a question i go hey mike and you know uh, how many goals did benny have and, and i don't have to go look it up because it may be wrong and will be right <laughs>
2: you can just text me i'll let you know what what year were you thinking
3: (laughs) no all time including college i mean like college actually he wouldn't have college but he's he's insane i
2: I could tell you in mls i think it's 41 but
3: how many with a left foot right foot and head
2: left foot i'd guess probably four maybe
3: (laughs) i remember the i remember the free kick where you pointed
2: at the leg that wasn't a free kick
5: Oh, it wasn't? No, oh yeah. No, I'm trail. thinking of
2: the one. I'm thinking of that one.
5: That's Legendary uh, Yep.
2: That yep. was right leg, definitely.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just so you don't feel left out here, I was reminiscing about, about all of your guys' playing days. My favorite Ico moment oh, was boy. in the skinny New York City field, the oh, long Duncan. throw-in from Matt mm-hmm. Beesler, where it was just ended up as a perfect corner kick because the field is so skinny. And you're and the celebration,
4: Ike oh man, I miss you, man. Uh well, <laughs> well I don't think I've formally retired yet, so I'm still ah. uh, I'm still available. Well no, I'm medically retired for sure.
3: But. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd formally retired because Yeah, I'm
4: medically retired, but
3: I, I was gonna make sure if I said I went down to practice and saw Benny playing in the in the scrimmage, I would make sure to mention that you were not.
4: <laughs> I was never I never played and I yeah. never will. I've not seen
3: you do anything down there and no. I have you seen see Benny you back. Yeah. Benny was ticked off that day when I told him he looked good out there in that scrimmage. He was mad. He was well, like I hope not.
2: I want you to tell me I look like crap compared to all the other players. That's my hope anyways.
3: Oh wow. True coach there. No, and and I, I get that, and that's fair, but you did actually look pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> A lot slower. <laughs>
2: and and, and ergo, I was upset at you.
5: Yep. Benny's Benny's tricks will could work long and in, long into his,
3: his older years.
5: Those little just the passes, the dinks, the tricks, that was that was his specialty.
3: Yeah, the was, problem is was, the running. He was just moving the ball around, and that he wasn't—he uh, wasn't getting up and down the field like some of those other guys were. But he was still moving the ball around pretty good.
5: All right, boys, thank you very much, and we'll—we'll uh, yeah. uh, we'll talk to you in a week.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> we'll see.
1: Anything to shake this way.